Welcome back to another episode of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am Stephen Morrison, uh, joined by, at, at this time, Jackson, uh, and then later Kate's going to join in. But um, Jackson, it's it's been a while. H- how you been and, you know, thoughts on, on the Thunder lately? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to be back. It's been it's been too long. Um, you know, it's it's been a season. Um, basically, you know, going to expectations, you know, didn't expect it to be a, a great season. Um, but, you know, there, there's I've liked what I've seen. You know, there's some good stuff going on. Um, and, you know, I still just kind of feel like, you know, we're, we're one or two pieces away from from being something decent and hopefully the tank results in you know, the pieces that we need. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think this is, we've gotten to the point of the season now where it's, you get on tankathon and you hit that SIM button as many times as it takes to get that number one pick. Um, but uh, we're just going to hit on a couple topics. Um, first thing I, it's been real interesting to kind of see it as of late, Tail Maladon has been absolutely just rocking it in the G League. I think it's like 26-something points per game in his last five games. And uh, just today, he just gets called up. So, Jackson, does that does that help the Thunder in any way going forward? Or is this kind of just a, hey, let's just get you back up with the with the big boys? Um, I, I don't think it, it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, where, you know, we have, you know, we have guards, um, but I, I don't think, you know, we're set with what we've got. It, whether, you know, I, I think especially maybe not this trade deadline, but maybe in the offseason, um, we'll look to move one or two guys. You know, we have Shea and Giddy, who are obviously the future. Um, Trey Mann's been, been great. Um, and then, you know, you have your, your Ty Jerome's, you have your Teo, um, a couple of different guys who, you know, play some minutes, but, you know, there's not necessarily room for everybody. So, um Teo playing well either you know maybe it helps you know he fills you know, that fourth guard spot or you know, maybe it helps his trade value and we we pick up another piece um it definitely doesn't you know doesn't hurt to have you know another guy playing well that's you know oh yeah absolutely. oh yeah absolutely and then you've got on the flip side of that poku as of late has just been just absolutely just not great at all um is this cause for concern or is this we can still put it on he's what 19 still is that something we can can we put it on age or is it something to be worried about um i think you can probably put a little bit on age but it's there's definitely reason for concern um we knew poku was going to be a risk you know he's a you know a, a big upside if if it hits but if it doesn't you know you're just kind of stuck with with a guy who's really tall and really lanky and is a little crazy. Like, you know, on the court, he's, he's trying different things and if they work great, but there's a lot of nights where it's like, Boku just doesn't have it. What's he doing? Uh, But I, to me, he's, you know, I haven't, I've never been the biggest Boku believer. um, And recently it's not helping that. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what, you know, hopefully, you know, some time with the blue helps, but uh, I'm not feeling great about him at the moment. Yeah. He's kind of the one of those, I mean, just like you said, it's either going to, it was when Presti picked him last year, it was either, it's a, it's a home, it's a home run swing. Now that home run swing might end up in a little pop out or it could be a just absolute grand slam. It's looking like it's more of a 
single of anything. Um, but I mean, heck, when you've got 30 something first round picks, you can take swings like that and it's completely fine. So uh, I'm kind of like with you, not sure how it's going to turn out, but it's looking not as great as what I would hope. Um, so anyway, the, the one of the cool things uh, Jackson's been able to do, he uh, he got to experience thunder on the road um, since he lives out there on the East Coast. You got to see uh, thunder in action uh, in in Washington and in Charlotte. So Jackson, tell us kind of how that how that is. Um, it's interesting. So I, I'd never been to an NBA game um, in person before. So that was the Wizards was first. That was awesome. Um, it was a much better game. We, you know, we were in it the whole way. Um, it was, you know, watching like, Shay in person, is, um, just seeing the way he finishes is unbelievable. Uh, there were a few points in that game where I thought he might go for 40. Um, I think he did finish with like 32. Um, but it's definitely, it's a weird vibe. There's like, you know, there's not a lot of Thunder fans um, in this area. It's Maybe at one point, you know, the bandwagon fans were there, but right now there's not a whole lot. Um, so it was a weird vibe, especially um, in D.C. for the Wizards game because um, we were in it the whole way until KCP banked in a three um, with like 30 seconds left. That kind of did us in, and then uh, we drew up the perfect play for Blue to airball a three. Uh, it was tough, but it was it was weird. I don't like being like the only one in there. Like I was so bummed out, and everyone around was so happy. It's like, I mean, this is tough, um, but you know we're tanking, so you know it, every loss has its bright side. Um, and then, and then Charlotte was Charlotte. I the arena was great. I can go to a Hornets game. I highly recommend it. Um, but whew, we did not play well that night. Um, so I went with a buddy who lives down there. He's not a big basketball fan. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like oh, well, it's a timeout, so I'm scrolling through Tankathon trying to get top five picks here. Like, that's <laughs> what, what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was so – it was a it was an, like it was a fun game. The Hornets are a, a great team this year to watch in terms of entertainment. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how well they'll do in the playoffs, but they're very entertaining. Um, but, you know, once again, not a lot of Thunder fans. Uh, tough, tough look on the road for – you know, I'm, I'm cheering and yelling, and, but everyone around me is just like, please, sir, shut up and – like your team's bad, but you know, I mean, it was, it was definitely a fun experience. I'm, I've wanted to do the, you know, East coast, you know, road trip. They're both within a couple hours of me and I'd never been able to do it. So glad I could this year. And I'm hopeful that, you know, in a year or two, when, when I do it again, it'll be for a winning team. Yeah. And I think that's kind of just like, just thunder fans in general, you know, you talked about the bandwagon fans up in DC of like, but even uh, there's a guy that I work with. He's like, I, he's like, I'm not even going to watch the thunder till they're good again. I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, and, and that's how, and that's kind of, you know, we're more on that. Like, okay. It's, it's the original, you know, from Philly of trusting the process. Like you've got to trust Sam and in, in what he's doing and just, you know, we can stick through it, but you know, there, I mean, there is those, there are those fans out there who are just rather just, yeah, I'll just, you know, catch them and, couple years from now when they're better yeah i mean that's that's one way to do it i i think you lose a bit um you know when you you just get a success you don't like it doesn't mean as much you know like you hop back on when we're you know in the playoffs and if we make a run like cool but you were right. here watching us lose <laughs> by 70 points to the grizzlies like 
you know, take your credit if you want it, but you know, right. we've been, we've been here from the bottom. Right. And, and speaking of the bottom, I don't, I don't know if me and you have talked about, uh, talked since that Grizzlies game. That's, that seems like that was six months ago. That, that does not seem like it was only what December. Yeah, it was, I, I can't believe like, it was one of those things where I was like, I had it on and I was like, this, I, it just kept getting worse. And I, I, I couldn't turn it off. It was just, it was unbelievable how, how terrible it was. But then, you know, we turned around and I, I believe we beat him not long after yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was like, well, you know, we, we just tough night and yeah. you're going to have tough nights in general, but especially when you're a team like we are, where uh, we're very reliant on, you know, one or two people to carry the load, um, which is, it's going to happen, but you know, I, th- I, like I said, I think we're headed in the right direction. I really do. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, with, with the pieces that you have, obviously you've got, you know, you've got Shea as, as that lead piece. And I, I think having him being able to be that driving force um, really is a one heck of a piece to start off with. Then you've got those auxiliary pieces of, of, of Josh Giddy and Lou Dort and then it's just like, okay, you know, you can go Ty Jerome, you can go uh, Kenrich Williams. I mean, there, there's countless other role player or role players plus whatever you want to call it that are on this team that are making us just good enough to be not terrible, but, you know, just, you know, kind of in that, not necessarily in the Kings state, but, you know, at least there's some hope to me at least. Yeah, and I definitely think we have hope. Um, and then our hope is going to come fully down to the lottery as it has. Um, because I, I think, you know, we have some pieces. Um, one of the things I kind of realized more in person than I, I get from watching games on TV um, is how bad we desperately need a, a good big man. Um, because it, it just feels like we can't handle anybody that has any size. Um, especially notice what the wizards game we had nobody that could guard montrez harrell um and like when we just were obviously we're a young team you know we don't have guys that are not fully you know grown into their bodies yet but i think if we could just if we could end up with one of these um you know good wings in the draft you know if we could get you know either a three or four um that's very skilled and you could bring in obviously not Steven Adams at this point, but even a guy like Steven Adams, who's just a big body who can rebound and play defense. I think it would be a huge upgrade for um, where we're at. I think if you bring in Steven Adams, I think all these Thunder fans that are like, now I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to watch. I think everybody would join back in because you, and I think you would probably pretty much have all of Australia and New Zealand back to Thunder. Oh yeah. We'd, we'd be huge down under. I mean, we already are, but we'd be, the biggest thing it'd be the just the ultimate combo having man i i, I can't even imagine if because i know cade's talked to to mike muscala and and wiggins i said i was just thinking how awesome would it be to do a just an interview with steven adams and josh giddy like how awesome would that interview be no, I, <laughs> I couldn't do it because of the accents i'd be like oh i know i'd be too enthralled but i would listen to it every day like i'd put it on when i went to sleep i'd listen to it like you know, when I was stressed out, this would be soothing. It'd be entertaining. I, I'd listen to it every day of the week. 
I, I think if if Stephen Adams ever comes back, we've kids kids got to do that interview. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no doubt. Um. So so you kind of touched on it uh, just a minute ago. Of Thunder really needs a big man. Um. And and it was kind of um, kind of an odd segue, but I've I've seen two different articles out this week of or a statement or uh, but basically it was Mike Muscala said he doesn't want to get traded you know he'd like to retire here and and someone else that said it this week was and I was very uh, surprised by it was Kenrich Williams I I thought that was pretty surprising coming from him and then that article coming out today from from Jake Fisher said that basically Thunder won a first round pick for for Kenrich Do, do you think that's like that's a valid want for a valid want for him as a first round i think so it's one it's he's a hard person to kind of get a vibe for his value because on the surface like if you just look at his stats you're like you want a first round pick for this guy but if you watch what he does game in and game out he he could help any team in the league he could play minutes he can help you in in a lot of different ways um i saw that article and i was kind of curious because it was like like you said, and he said he wants to be here, um, which is great. But obviously, you know, Sam's got to do what's best for oh, yeah. uh, for the organization. Um, but I, I kind of do think he's worth a first round pick. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect it to be you know a lottery pick, but if you know one of these teams that you know they're they're going for a title this year and they're going to pick twenty five to thirty anyway, you know, he's somebody that could come in and he's going to give you maximum effort and he's going to make a few plays a night that that you probably don't have anybody that can make. Yeah. And I, I definitely think, um, you know, may, for sure, not lottery, but you know, if there's that team that's there, you know, they're either, like you said, a championship, you know, pushing for that. Honestly, it wouldn't even surprise me if they're pushing, you know, for a play in, you know, if it's, if, you know, for like example, if Memphis is trying to make that push, he seems like he could add a bunch to Memphis. Um, now, obviously I don't know if he's, if, if that would actually be a good fit for him or not, but he, you know, somebody like that, who's right there on the brink of like, they can make a pretty good run if they get, you know, a piece like Kenrich. Yeah. I mean, he, he'd definitely be fun to watch in Memphis. I mean, Memphis is already a fun team to watch. Um, Jaws unbelievable. And just the way they play so hard every night, like he fit in perfectly there. Um, like he, I mean, he fits in perfectly here. He's just, we're we're not good at the moment so like if he if he was like hey i want to go try to you know win some playoff games i wouldn't blame him um but i i think you know i think he like he could fit in anywhere yeah so so you just and and i know we're we're diving outside of thunder here but i'll we'll make this full circle um you know like you said jaw's just absolutely incredible made his first all-star this year another all-star this year is andrew wiggins I I immediately had the reaction of, are you kidding me? I want to know. I want to know your reaction, Jackson. I didn't. I I was watching the uh, the U.S. soccer game when they came out, um, and I it came across the bottom, but I wasn't paying attention to it. And then I, you know, I was like, look, it's LeBron, and which I wasn't, you know, whatever. Like I'm not paying full attention to it. I'm I expect everything. And then I saw the message. uh, in the discord and i was like wait, wait a second andrew wiggins are you, are you serious like i the only way andrew wiggins should ever make an all-star game let alone start one 
um, is if you just put his entire career playing in Oklahoma City together because he's an all-star caliber player when he plays at Oklahoma yep. City, but everywhere else, I mean, he got – it's the fan vote and uh, fans are important or whatever, but sure. Like, I, I no way. <laughs> it's and, and, you know, you, you see it especially like, I mean – and I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but basically Draymond had more votes and I can't remember who else did, but, but basically Andrew got in because of the fan vote, which is just, absolutely. it's, it's so, I mean, and you know, Golden State, that's a huge fan base out there and they can just generate all the, all the different types of media that you can f- to get an all-star. So, I mean, it's, it's whatever. I mean, uh, so. I, I mean, you get into the, the way the teams are built in the front court, back court spots and you know, every team plays two wings. So like, why are we can break it down into front court, back court? Cause I think Devin Booker had the third most votes for guards. I think, you know, he makes perfect sense as an all-star mm-hmm. game starter. Aaron Wiggins. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. it yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, but you know, when, one day it'll make sense <laughs> but i'm i'm hoping shay gets there and maybe next year uh I, I i don't know if we can as much as i want him to be an all-star this year i don't think that he has i think it's the team overall record that keeps him out this year i think so i mean he he's absolutely an all-star caliber player um i mean he's one of one of the best guards in the league the hard thing is there's just so much talent at the guard positions right now um you you can't really argue you could make a case for you know eight to ten guys in the west and it'd be hard to argue um so he's just unfortunately in a loaded west i think we're not far i i mean the fan boat will probably always get him there until he's out of the league but you know when guys like chris paul retire and there's some spots that open up Mm -hmm. you know i he'll make all-star teams there's no doubt about it um it'll be hard to see if he ever makes an all-star starter as long as the fans are voting, but he'll definitely, definitely, definitely make all-star teams. Well, Jackson, anything else you want to, you want to talk about before, uh, before we sign off here on this part, at least? Um, no, not, nothing really. Um, I did see we're favored tomorrow against Indiana, which oh, is wow. probably, probably the first time all year we've been favorites. Um, it's, it's a little surprising, but I, I think Brogdon's out and, who knows if Sabonis is still on the roster tomorrow? They're, I wouldn't be shocked if they traded him shortly. Yeah, um, I, I saw he's he's at least doubtful for tomorrow injury wise. So, but it's it, Indiana's one of those teams that's so crazy to me. They had this awesome core, and then it's just like, okay, let's blow it up. I yeah, I don't know, but you know, if you're looking for a Thunder win, apparently you know Vegas thinks <laughs> we can win tomorrow. So, if you're looking for something to do on a Friday, tune in. And 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 you know I I. You know, if I'm putting money on it, I think we, I think we do come out with the win because, I mean, we've been off since, you know, we've had, they've had three days rest. I, I don't know when the last time is, you know, three days consecutive rest that they've had, but I, I think this rest will do them a miracle almost. I, I hope so. I mean, we, we definitely haven't been playing our best ball as of late. You know, we made a nice little comeback um, the other night, almost pulled it off, but. I think in general, you know, let, let the guys get some rest. You know, hope that, you know, we come back out and we play really well. I don't want to say we make like a nice push and win a bunch of games because I like where we're at. 
know, we talked about Tankathon. I've been, you know, you know, you, you sim until you get number one. Mm-hmm. But when I get two and five, as long as the Clippers are bad, you know, like I'll take two top fives. You know, I'll take the Clippers pick with whatever we can get it. I mean, I think that's kind of the big thing to watch for right now is, you know, we're going to be what we are. But, you know, what happens with Paul George out there and whether he has surgery and, you know, if that Clippers pick stays in the lottery is, is a huge thing for, you know, what the future of the franchise looks like. Oh, yeah. So, well, Jackson, appreciate you. Um, next week, we're going to have a probably two pods come out next week. We're going to have a regular, you know, Thunder one. And then we're going to have a tr- trade spectacular. So um, I, I know I think we're actually going to have all four of us on it for, for the first time. And I don't know how long. Uh, so I know we're all excited about that. So, Jackson, uh, thanks, man. We'll talk to yeah, you next week. For sure. Well, Jackson, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Cade's now jumped on here. We're kind of doing this a little bit differently, like I said at the beginning, a little two-part episode here. So, Cade, it's like I just told, like I told Jackson, man, it's been forever since we've had a chance to actually talk Thunder basketball. Um, how you been, and what's your what's your thoughts on uh, the current state of the Thunder? I've been good, and I'm just more so happy about how things have been turning out on SJ Slump and the offensive production we've seen from Giddy. Yeah, um, and you know, like we're there will be some kind of regurgitated content here, uh, just just because we want to get Cade's take on it too. But uh, you know, Jackson, I talked about earlier. Um, Tao's been rocking the G League, um, and then you know he got called back up. So I want to get your thoughts on that. And then um, I also did see that that Roby got sent down, someone I really haven't even thought about being on this team. So I, I want to get your take on 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 Tao get just rocking it in the G League as of late. I think it's kind of expected because he is good enough to play on the team that we have currently. I think it's just very, as we've talked about in previous episodes, it's very log jam at the guard position. And more so with point guards, we have Ty Jerome, we have Giddy, we have SJ who can run the one. And where do you fit Teo in the rotation? And so I think when early in the season, Dignot talked about sitting some guys down and bringing them back just so they get plenty of reps. I think Teo's who we all thought of because he was kind of forgotten in the rotation. So I think over time, getting those reps, just getting that, um, I guess, really just more reps in the G League and playing against that same talent, he's adapted to it, and now he's playing well. And I think it's the right time to call him up, get him some reps up here. I mean, we haven't been good lately, so you might as well try something new. Yeah, I definitely think uh, that's, you know, it's kind of just been that revolving door of like, okay, you know, who's next? Um, Someone I think that probably will be next is Poku. Poku seems like the – I don't want to say that the flames dying out for Thunder fans, but it it definitely seems like it's more it's on the downhill slope, don't you think? I think so, but I also feel in the back of my mind I have this feeling that it's gonna come back crazy. It's we're gonna have one of those poker games like in the G League last year when him and Moses Brown, I think poker had like three or four flashy passes. We're gonna get one of those games soon. And it's gonna reignite that flame. I I hope so. I mean, I like I kind of said it with Jackson, like I'm not one to to fully give up on him yet just because he is 19 but it kind of it i'm kind of like uh, kind of cooling off that that yeah. flame's kind of going down so um but yeah oh and then and then like i said roby getting sent down to the blue like how many how many guys on this team can you legitimately name like oh yeah i forgot that they were on the team 
the way that they're rotating, it seems pretty frequent. Like one gets put up and his name's in the fresh and the person that gets pushed to the back just pushed to the back of my brain too. But um, so uh, like, there, like I said, there's going to be a lot of stuff that the Jackson I talked about that me and you were going to talk about. But anyway, we talked about Kenrich earlier. Um, Kenrich made it pretty clear. I'm pretty sure he said it. I don't want to be traded. I want to stay here. Uh, and like Jackson, and I said, it's, you know, it's, this is a business decision for Presti. Ultimately, Kay, do you think that he gets traded? I think he doesn't get traded. I think as we've seen with Muscala, who would provide a lot of shooting and just like that spark that he showed for the Thunder, that would be great for a playoff team or even a contending team. And I think Presti's shown his loyalty to him. And Muscala did the exact same thing that uh, Williams has done in the fact that he wanted to be here and he made it known with the press. Um, Williams doing the same thing feels like he's just kind of a lock for being a part of the long-term process. He's done a lot for not only the young guys, but for the city and the fans. And that's why I think Presti has a little bit of incentive to keep him and hold on to him. And, like, the more Presti plays hard to get, the more value goes up and the more he'll be like, okay, but you can't have Williams, but look at this. Or directed to, like, maybe Baisley or someone else. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool as Thunder fans of like you've you've got guys that actually want to stay here. Now it's yeah. not the you know it's not the Westbrook Durant you know superstars that that we would want, but it's still cool. I mean, to me at least, it's still cool that you've got guys, tr- real NBA players that are like, yeah, I, yeah, I want to be here. And I think I think Muscal even said he'd like to retire here, which is yeah, just like that's just ultra Nick Collison of him. Yep, and the best part about it is the timing of it and how the fact that we have only gotten worse since Muscala's came here, but yet he loves to eat more and more each year. And it's Williams is the same now. I think they kind of have embraced that veteran role of I'm going to teach these young guys. And when they're succeeding, I want to succeed with them. And that's just kind of what they've taken with them so far. Yeah, definitely. So I, I talked to Jackson about his, his little road trip he took to, 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 DC to see the Thunder play the Wizards and then down to Charlotte to play the Hornets. I want to know, because I'm just curious, what was it like for you to interview um, Mike and, uh, and, and Aaron Wiggins? Well, like, like the nerves leading up to it were like, wow, this is crazy because it's an NBA player. But like the second that you actually like call or however you're going to communicate with them and right. like they just greet you like you're just another one of them, then it's pretty – I would say humbling on their end. Like I'm, I'm just one of you, like we're the same basically. And so it was like really cool just to the second I got that call and was able to talk to Mike for sure, especially him. He was very greeting. Uh, He talked a little bit before we even started the interview about how we're just doing and stuff. So it was cool. That's awesome. And, And those two, and especially Mike, he definitely seems like one of those guys of like, he'll make, you know, he's not nice just to put on a show, but that's who he genuinely is. So I think that's, that's kind of what um, I'm very cool. But um, we talked a little bit about trades. Uh, I just said a little while ago that, you know, next week we're, we're planning on doing a regular pod and then we're having a, you know, a, a mega trade-a-thon, whatever we want to call it, um, part two podcast next week. So I know be on the lookout for that. That's going to probably come in later half of the week. But um Kate, is there anything, like I said, it's been forever since we've talked. Is there anything as of late um, from the Thunder that's um, either worried you, impressed you, uh, 
um, got you excited for the future? Anything, anything like that? Something that has gotten me excited that I don't think we've had the chance to talk about. We talked about Baisley right before we kind of went MIA with the podcast about how he was not playing good at the time. And since then, he's been benched and brought back into the lineup and benched again. Like, he's kind of fluctuating in another lineup based on his performance, which is good. And he seems kind of humbled, and he kind of embraced that role. And he's played really well in it, and I think that's exciting for any Thunder fan to look at and be like, well, he's able to embrace coming off the bench, and he did well while doing it, which is something the last number seven did never do, which could have made a big difference. Yeah, I, and I, th- I think I might have tweeted once, which is – impressive for me because I don't ever tweet but um I think I tweeted like or, or I saw something it was like I think benching Baisley was the best thing they could they could have done for him, which I agree 100% on that yes yeah I think it is too and I think it's kind of opened up his game to like this is what you're good at doing with this lineup and this is what you should do with this lineup and when you're playing with different lineups you do have different roles based on who you're playing with and I think he's learned that a little bit more too that when he's playing on the bench, be aggressive, you know, take it off the dribble. When you're playing with Giddy and Shea, who are going to get you the ball if you cut, he he plays more of that cutting, slashing, play defense, make some big off-the-ball plays too. Yeah, so I, I'm optimistic, I'll put it this way, that the Thunder um, finish out the season in the way we want them to finish out. And I, I've kind of had the the phrase in my head, winning is fun, but losing is important to put it yeah. that way um so i mean kate anything else i mean i've i've already talked to i've talked to jackson so i'm kind of just gonna let you know if you've got anything i'll just let you let you go for it well to piggyback off that phrase i think the thunder are losing in the good way i mean you're gonna you're gonna battle back down 28 and lose by just a few points i think we're gonna see that a theme of that towards the end and it's not always gonna be a come from behind loss we might be uh, by five or six against a contending team and the more experienced better team is going to come back and win and it's not a tank job by Presti it's not anyone purposely doing anything I think it's just we're outmatched outmanned in the paint teams are better and ultimately it's going to benefit us to lose those games while playing them close for the experience and that's best case scenario is to have losses like that and we're going to have some ones that are going to frustrate some fans that we probably don't need but it doesn't really I don't think it'll affect the odds too much so I think it's just overall something that's just going to happen naturally. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely think that, you know, as Thunder fans monitoring the Clippers, because that, you know, we get the Clippers picked this year, seeing, you know, what happens with Paul George, if he has that surgery, sits out the rest of the year. Um, I think that would be absolutely huge for, for us as Thunder fans. Well, and I, I talked about it elsewhere that on the Clippers end from a Thunder standpoint and from a, potentially Clippers standpoint I don't know where they all stand those fans the media over there but the idea of kind of taking the deadline to sell off some more of ex- more expensive role players free up some space maybe bring in some talent that's close or that can replace it enough and then just kind of retool and regear for next season to contend because with two injuries like this if if by chance you get PG and Kawhi back healthy-ish which I don't think PG like we've seen from him in a Thunder jersey I don't think he'll come back completely healthy if he comes back for the playoffs and if they even make it and they try. But I think their best chance is honestly not just like necessarily tank, but like re-gear for next year. And if by chance, say again, like Kawhi and Paul George come back, they're not going to be 100% and be able to make any real noise in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and it's it's very interesting for me to watch the dynamic of those two LA teams. Um, you know, because you got the Clippers who are who've been without with Kawhi and without Paul George, and then you've got the Lakers, who seem to be an absolute dumpster fire, if I can call it that. I I, I know we're I know we're a Thunder podcast, but it's just it's almost too big of a storyline not to talk about. Well, my biggest take there is the deadline and how you handle it is just do something and do it with urgency because obviously what they have isn't going to work. And obviously you can say, well, these are older veteran guys who are going to kick it in gear and plus I don't see it happening. I don't like the energy even around Thunder, which we're younger. So I feel like it's got a different dynamic to it. But like to to see low energy and winning games because of the low energy is not a positive thing to watch. Nobody wants to watch that. And if that's a product they're given from the Lakers, even with like a Malik Monk spark plug, that's not good. And so basically they need, they need to make a big change to their roster somehow fit-wise, whether that is getting rid of Russ or bringing in shooters or getting rid of, say, Carmelo to bring in some youth. Just fill in whatever spaces you can or replace people. But I think there's going to be a, there's gonna have to be some big moves made on that end. Yeah, I agree. But, it, I mean, for Thunder fans, you know uh... – don't I, I wouldn't check out yet uh, as you know on this season I, I think it's I think leading up to the what is the 10th is the trade deadline I think leading up to that day I think that's kind of when you know moves might be made um it may not be the the big flashy moves like it used to be in the past but I definitely think that moves are are pretty good chance of happening then yeah, well, I think within the next week, we're going to start hearing the noise of, well, the Thunder could be included in this, and they could be here just to say we get rid of one player, we embrace another player, a contract, and gain a couple of picks. We're just going to be kind of – I think we're going to hear a lot of noise about the Thunder being involved in a lot of trades just to make the salary work because of how weird it is, and a lot of teams don't have salary. So to make any trade work, I feel like the Thunder automatically will be, like, plugged in, like – they could make they could be the third team to make it work just to bring in assets. So I think just because you hear some trades going to happen, don't don't get too down on it. Like the like the Kendrick Kendrick Hustle, not Hustle, Kendrick Williams trade uh, talks. I'm not too worried about them just because there's no real like there's no real route to it other than he could work for a playoff team. There's no right from the Thunder's end. There's not like a real route to it. So I think we start hearing a lot of that kind of noise that should not be like too worrisome in a sense yeah and and kind of just to pick it back off what you said of like thunder's definitely going to be that middle man or that third team fourth team whatever it takes for you know boston and whoever else needs to make a trade because i think the i think that's i think the thunder are like 20 something million dollars under the salary floor um and you know we'll talk about it more next week on the on the trade podcast but I think Derek Favors has a good chance of of being a a piece that moves. He's kind of he's kind of the one that seems like most likely um, that he could move. So, um, Kate, you got anything else uh, that you can think of? I know uh, we Jackson and I briefly touched on on the Indiana game uh, on Friday, uh, and then another home game on on Monday. So. It, it, you got a guess on on win loss for the uh, for the next two games? Well, Indiana, I believe. Well, the reports have come out that they're going to be tanking and getting rid of their 
better pieces. So, and I think Demonte Sabonis is sitting that game. He's mm-hmm. hurt, I think. So I'm gonna go with the win there. And then for the Monday game, who did that Monday? The Trailblazers. Their roster's kind of imploding. So I would not, I wouldn't say it's a loss quite yet. But there's always potential to lose to the Trailblazers because you know Damian Lillard. 37-foot shots. Anyways, there's always potential, and uh, we could win that game, too. So, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me on either end. So, all right. Well, Cade, I appreciate it. Uh, I know Jackson's not here, but appreciate Jackson. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening in this week. Thanks for um, sticking with us. We know it's been like a month since we've been able to talk just because of scheduling and whatnot. So, uh, we're back. We're fired up uh, to be here ready to uh, start really pumping out the the podcast here through the end of the year so kate any final words for for the thunder fans go thunder go go thunder all right we'll see y'all next week